Praise the Lord, it's chat time. Praise the Lord, it's chat time. Praise the Lord, it's chat time. Yes, praise the Lord, it's chat time once again. Now this week, we will continue our discussions of current events and scriptures. Praise the Lord. So, you know what I want to talk about this week, and we don't talk about it enough, and I don't think we keep it in in front of uh, praying Christians enough, and it's about the persecution of Christians. Yes. You know, and I want to start out, some of this isn't, you know, really new, but it's ongoing. It's on, day after day, people have to go through this. So in China, um, they're cracking down on Christianity, and it escalated in spring when the government of the fifth largest city began issuing rewards to those who report illegal religious activities, including house church meetings. So it, it says it would reward prizes of 3,000, 5,000, and 10,000 won, which is like $450, $750, and $1,500 US dollars to Chinese citizens who spot and turn in their neighbors to government officials that's a shame. According I, to Asian news. And America does that to a certain extent, too, uh, trying to get people to spy on their neighbors and then report to officials. But here, just praising God. So the size of the prize will depend on the scale of the illegal activity. And, and you know, thank God that praising God, going to church, is not illegal here in the right. United States. Right. Loving your neighbor is not illegal. No. All churches in in China are required to register with the government. Some churches, though, face severe restrictions in how they worship and practice their faith because of this 
millions of Chinese Christians worship underground. Right. The authorities could not have picked a better time because this was around Easter time when they stepped up the persecution. And uh, at, at this time, we often meditate on the passion of Jesus and Judas's treachery for 30 pieces of, of silver. Well, the government wants to, people to turn, turn people into like mini Judases. Right, where they betray the ones that supposedly they love, or just or just a, a neighbor. So you you don't know who is even if you're having service within your home. You don't know who has come to the service to spy out. Like Paul said, your liberty. You don't know who is there among them who's actually trying to gather information so that they can betray you. You know, we think of our churches here, you know, some of them being mega churches where they have thousands and thousands of members. Well, that ha that's there in China, too. You know, there was, there um, the government authorities shut down a 5,000-member church but the members still are meeting in the homes, Asian News reports. And I think you know, he, I'm trying to figure out, and the only thing I could think of is because, like the Lord says, sometimes they travel uh, and they they go all out of their way. And he said, and you make them twofold the devil of hell, and, and they would have been better off if you had left them alone. Sometimes I'm thinking that you might have some people or some churches who are supposedly... Uh, giving the gospel and they're just getting involved in the politics of the country and they're doing it under the guise of Christianity. That's the only thing that I can think of as to why they would see it as being such a threat is that uh, when, 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 when the apostles went out, they went out to preach the gospel. They didn't, they didn't go out to try to get involved in the politics, even though the, the, the conditions were probably just horrid, but they taught Christ. And then through prayer, through going before God, the Lord would loose those chains. He would break them. So I'm thinking that sometimes I'm wondering if there are churches who, in, in, in the disguise of preaching the gospel, have actually sort of gotten themselves involved in the politics. I don't know, but but you can report to the Chris, you can report to the government suspicious Christian activities at the government office by phone or by letter, and they consider these people dangerous people. And the only reason why I can think of is if these people. Uh, the saints aren't dangerous, and the true saints are going to suffer. I think because of the acts of those who basically uh, aren't saints. They they do it for the show, and then there are going to be those who suffer for Christ's sake for real. Because as the Lord begins to move in the lives of the people and the miracles, and the people begin to follow after God, the, the government is going to feel like somehow that their role in their life has been undermine so I, I can understand that but I'm thinking a lot of it has to do with politics well I'm sure it does and you know we should thank God here in the United States we don't you know there are people over there who have to report to the government when they establish a religious place they have to be authorized to be able to do that and 
children under 18 are not allowed to take part in any kind of mass, catechism, any kind of religious course. You know, so that probably has to do with Christianity. I'm pretty right, sure right, if it right, was... Right, that's, that's what I meant. Yeah, I'm pretty sure if it was Buddhism. And that's the, the mildest report of, um, like, harassment or persecution. Now, here in New Delhi, India, um, nearly two months, this happened at the end of March, nearly two months after Hindu extremists in India humiliated, beat, and forced Christians to praise a Hindu god, the host of the house church has yet to return back to his home. Kumar Gautam is still in hiding after more than 20 Hindu extremists burst into his home, beat the 39 adults of fellowship, kept them from medical care, stood outside the police station threatening to kill them if they filed a complaint. Nearly every day the attackers come and threaten my family saying that if I register a complaint with the police they will kill me. My family is very scared. Host, house church pastor Prakash said the hardline Hindus kept the injured from getting medical care. The assailants chased us away from the hospital he told the Morning Star News, we somehow reached the local police station to report the matter to the police at 10 in the night. And a group of Hindu extremist people were standing outside the police station. They threatened to kill us if we filed a complaint. We had to flee for our lives. The attackers went to the homes of the assaulted Christians, threatening further injuries, um, fearing for violence, most further violence, most Christians stayed home and only five received medical help later on that day. The brutality of the assault was so severe, church members told Morningstar News they still tremble at the mention of it. Brandishing large wooden sticks, the assailants walked into the house at about 2 p.m. and began striking the Christians. They seized each worshiper, men and women, beat us with the wooden sticks, with their legs, with their fists, they spared nobody except children. Members of the community who are, um, and I can't pronounce the name, who are considered K-S-H-A-T-R-I-Y-S, the second highest in the Hindu caste hierarchy, spoke derogatorily of the Christians. Um, so they, they made them lick their feet with their tongues, threatening to assault us further if we didn't comply. Eight of us did what they said to save ourselves from their brutality. They forced us to say, Hail, Lord Ram, but they said it in their language, to which three Christians complied. But the rest of us refused and said we would rather die. The pastor said the hour-long attack included beatings that went on for more than a half hour. Every single Christian was surrounded by five or six men, and taking turns, they ruthlessly beat us. It seemed like the ordeal would never come to an end until we got killed. Twenty-five women present were also beaten. Um, they were not expecting so many of us there, so got busy beating all of us, So and couldn't focus on 
on the one person alone. They punched and slapped repeatedly a blind woman. Her face was swollen. She had to be hospitalized. A resident of another village 20 miles away was beaten, kicked, and thrown into a sewage opening twice. In their barbarousness, they threw a man into the manhole that was filled with human excrement. And when he struggled to escape, they pulled him back and threw him in again. Then they pulled him up and started to kick him. They tossed him among each and using him like a football with their feet, they were kicking him. As a result of the brutal assault, blood began to ooze out of his ears and eyes. He was so severely beaten that the Hindu extremists broke two thick wooden sticks that they were using. Flesh on his head was broken, his ear was torn, and we tried hard to convince him to get medical treatment, but he initially he refused after the assaulters visited his house. A worshiper who works as a journalist at a national newspaper fell unconscious during the severe assault. He too refused to get medical treatment. This man who they threw in the human excrement, uh, yeah, mm -hmm. gosh, the, his daughter, 19-year-old daughter, tried to rescue her father, but the Hindu extremist slapped her face, beat her back with wooden sticks, kicked her in the stomach. She was recently engaged to be married, and it left her with internal injuries. So they don't know whether or not she'll be able to have children? Right. They broke musical instruments, broke up furniture, tore up Bibles. I mean, it goes on and on and on. They have an antichrist spirit. I know a friend of mine who lives in India. Uh, he had the children that he would take in who, because they don't have a social system there. And if you're an orphan, you're just an orphan. You just live in the streets. And he took in about 50. And, you know, he taught them Christian songs and he taught them about the Lord. And they set their building on fire where the children were sleeping, you know, and he said it was just by the grace of God that they got out alive. Uh, they have a strong anti-Christ spirit because of the idol gods that they worship. Mm -hmm. And then it's not just in uh, China or India. <clears throat> it's also in Nigeria. This man who writes for uh, Breakpoint on uh, ChristianHeadlines.com talked about violence targeting Christians in what's known as the Middle Belt of Nigeria. The population of Nigeria is almost evenly divided between Muslims and Christians, and that religious split largely follows geographic lines. The Middle Belt is ethnically and religiously diverse. <clears throat> Excuse me. One of the most notorious Islamic groups in the world, Boko Haram, is responsible for killing thousands of Christians and displacing countless more in northern Nigeria. But Boko Haram is not the only group targeting Christians there. In late June, Christian leaders claimed, over, claimed that over 6,000 persons, mostly children, women, and the aged, have been maimed and killed in night raids by the Fulani herdsmen. The Fulani are an ethnic group that are overwhelmingly Muslim, and for the record, the raids are not always at night. 
In their statement, Nigerian Christian leaders also complained about the continuous abduction of underage Christian girls by Muslim youths. These girls are forcefully converted to Islam and taken in for marriage without the consent of their parents. Um, while Open Doors, this is a, a group that tries to help Christians in other countries, calls what is happening in the Middle Belt religious cleansing, Nigeria Christian leaders have called it genocide. So um, what happens what happens to people over there can include killing members of the group, causing serious bodily harm or mental harm to members of the group, forcibly transferring children of the group to another group, among other things. All this is happening right now in Nigeria. And where's the all, uh, Nigerian government in all of this? Well, because they're probably predominantly Muslim. Nowhere to be found. I believe that they're Muslim. Just like, just like in... Uh, India, a lot of the officers, police officers are Hindu, so therefore if a Christian goes to complain, they don't really get any support, like this one person was saying, because they're Hindu. Well, uh, the president of Nigeria is the son of a Fulani chief, so mm -hmm. that's the answer right there. So, you can move on. I got an email I mean, there's so so much more. This is this came. Well, the article came from Christian Headlines, but actually, it was sent. I got an email from a um, a, a former coworker, and he 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 wrote um, recently to me. As the sun sets on Cinco de Mayo, Ramadan begins. And what might Muslims in the United States be learning as the holy month begins? Chop off their heads for Allah. Hmm. So there's a, a video that you can see. And the link that he sent me was from foxnews.com. And it's a video um, at, from the Philadelphia Islamic Center. And it shows children's that were singing about fulfilling Allah's promise by leading an army and chopping off the heads of unwarranted people. We will defend the land of, the, of divine guidance with our bodies, and we will sacrifice our souls without hesitation. What is the they land of divine guidance? Where, where is that? Are they here in the United States? Well, where I, are they? I didn't, I didn't. We should look that up. I, I didn't think to look at it. I was I was just taken aback by these young children. They, say, you know, they're, they're indoctrinating them right at that age. And I don't even believe that they know what they're... They don't have the full impact of what they're... They don't know what they're really saying. I believe they know what they're saying, but I believe that... I mean, that, do they know that they have to strap on... Well, I don't know about the suicide bombing. I don't know about all that, but I believe that they have a sense of of a kind of passion for their religious beliefs, even though they might not understand in depth. I believe they they can they can identify with the hatred. So the, uh, the so they continue to sing. We will chop off their heads, and we will liberate the sorrowful and exalted Al. Mosque. We will lead the army of Allah fulfilling his promise and we will subject them to eternal torture. So this uh, video was shared 
to YouTube by the Middle East Media Research Institute, which is a watchdog group, and they wanted to people to know, and they wanted to uncover what was taking place in Philadelphia. Yeah, so let's hear the, in the United States is what I'm saying. Must be. So they're teaching uh, the, the children a, a religious intolerance. Now, what I'm wondering is, where are those people who are so outraged, those ones who get so outraged against Christians, where are these people uh, now that this has been exposed? Where are they as far as their outrage against the Muslims for preaching this hatred? You, you don't hear anything about that. Mm -hmm. and, uh, so I'm saying saints have to pray. They can't look to the world to deliver or protect them because it's not going to happen. They have to look to the Lord. And when we witness, because our feet have to be uh, shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, when we go to spread the gospel, when we're going to talk about the goodness of the Lord, uh, we have to go knowing that we're looking for a person's soul to be delivered. We're not getting involved in the politics. And that won't stop us from being persecuted, but at least we'll be persecuted for his namesake. I don't want to suffer persecution for a political movement. If I suffer persecution, I want it to be for the namesake of the Lord. So they released a, the Muslim American Society claimed to reject the statement and uh, that was made in the video and, you know, because it included multiple children saying graphic and violent things, a girl praised martyrs for sacrificing their lives in order to take over Jerusalem and they were wearing traditional Palestinian scarves, singing, po singing and poetry reading, which mentioned killing for Allah. Um, and is there something how the, in their religion it's not delivers through love, it's you cleanse through uh, murder. You cleanse through killing. Something. Yes. So anyway, there's another article that says that shattered statues and satanic symbols mark rise in attacks on French churches. So in Paris, um, sometimes they'll find a cross, oh gosh, a cross made out of human excrement smeared mm. on a church wall. Mm. And they steal uh, things from the church. They... Um, shatter some of the statues. Um, incidents like this get brief mention in the press, complete with quotes from Catholics shocked at the sight of shattered hosts and beheaded statues and sometimes a video, short video clip on national television. But apart from official denunciations of the individual attacks, the Catholic leaders in France have refrained from dramatizing what they say is a worrying trend. So it's not just, it's just all over the world. And I ran across this article, or I think it was sent to me, I'm not sure, but this is, to me, the same thing. Mm -hmm. um, harassment of, of a person's religion. It's a Pennsylvania state representative, and he was being criticized after posting a video showing that he was chasing and harassing a pro-life protester calling her an old white lady and threatening to demonstrate outside of her house. The representative is Brian Sims, S-I-M-S, a Democrat, and he posted the eight-minute video recently. And um, 
at the time of this writing in the the video, he received more than 500,000 views and thousands of comments, mostly negative. <clears throat> the, the woman was apparently Catholic, holding rosary beads, praying in front of Planned Parenthood when he began the video. And he said, she's an old white lady. What's that got to do with the price of oranges? How many children have you clothed today? I'm sorry, I missed your answer. How many children have you clothed today? And the unidentified woman tried her keeping her back to the camera, but he circled around so that people could see his her face. And then he says, how many children have put have you put shoes on their feet today? Have you fed any children today? Have you or have you just stood outside of Planned Parenthood shaming people for doing something that they have a constitutional right to do? So, yeah, they feel like he was out of order and I do too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't arrest him. You know how they arrest the abortion protesters? Mm -hmm. So he called her an old white lady for which, which I think is just terrible. What does that have to do with anything? And And, you know... What said she was keep minding her own business, praying quietly in front. In front and he of, singled her out. And he singled her out and acted like a fool. Mm -hmm. And that's your representative. Right. This is Pennsylvania. Hmm. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff going on in Philadelphia there. I don't know. Pennsylvania. Anyway, I wanted to get a little bit further into some of these articles, but I, I just want to remind everybody to start praying. And if you haven't started praying, pray for the people right. who are being persecuted. Right, because I know they, they have demonstrations and, and marches stop the violence, but that's not going to stop the violence. You're going to have to ask uh, uh, the Lord to undertake. You're going to have to intercede. You're going to have to teach your children. You're going to have to be an example. You've got to put them in the Word. You're going to have to uh, form a, an environment, a community where people acknowledge God. That will stop the violence. Yes, praise the Lord. And let everything that have breath praise the Lord. This week's verse of the day comes from Proverbs 3 and 33. The curse of the Lord is in the house of the wicked, but he blessed the habitation. Of the just. Now, ain't God all right? God is all right. Praise the Lord. And let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Last week's food for thought was, how many times did Jesus show himself to the disciples after he rose from the dead? And the answer, if you didn't get it, is three times. You can find the answer in John chapter 21, verse 14, which reads, Now... I'm sorry, this is now the third time that Jesus showed himself to his disciples after that he was risen from the dead. This week's food for thought is, who receives the everlasting to everlasting mercy from the Lord? Hint, the Bible. And that's food for thought.